Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 97. Same forms, she smiled at him. You know where the night deposit slot is, hun? Left out the main door, it's on the wall. My thanks. Wednesday picked up several deposit forms. He grinned a goodbye at the teller, and he and Shadow walked out. Wednesday stood there on the sidewalk for a moment, scratching his beard meditatively. Then he walked over to the ATM machine and to the night safe, set in the side of the wall and inspected them. He led Shadow across the road to the supermarket where he bought a chocolate fudge popsicle for himself and a cup of hot chocolate for Shadow. There was a payphone set in the wall in the, of the entryway. As he went in, below a notice board with rooms to rent and puppies and kittens in need of good homes. Wednesday wrote down the telephone number of the payphone. They crossed the road once more. What we need, said Wednesday suddenly, is snow. A good, driving, irritating snow. Think snow for me, will you? Hmm? Concentrate on making those clouds, the ones over there in the west, making them bigger and darker. Think gray skies and driving winds coming down from the Arctic. Think snow. I don't think it'll do any good. Nonsense. If nothing else, it will keep your mind occupied, said Wednesday, unlocking the car. Kinko's next. Hurry up. Snow, thought Shadow, in the passenger seat sipping his hot chocolate. Huge, dizzying clumps and clusters of snow falling through the air, patches of white against an iron-gray sky. Snow that touches your tongue with cold, and winter that kisses your face with its hesitant touch before freezing you to death. Twelve cotton candy inches of snow creating a fairy tale world, making everything unrecognizably beautiful. Wednesday was talking to him. I'm sorry, said Shadow. I said we're here, said Wednesday. You were somewhere else. I was thinking about snow, said Shadow. In Kinko's, Wednesday set about photocopying the deposit slips from the bank. He had the clerk instant print him two sets of business cards. Shadow's head had begun to ache, and there was an uncomfortable... And that's our page. So, before we get to the page proper, I'm going to mention one of my pet peeves, and then we can move on to the greater import of the story. But ATM is written on the page as ATM machine, and... I'm sure I do it in conversation, and I give you all express permission to slap me if I do, but ATM stands for Automated Teller Machine, so adding another machine on the end is both unnecessary and redundant, and I know that I'm being pedantic, and you don't come here for pedantry, or do you? Why do you come here? Well, anyhow, the burning insight, yes, of course, Slightly slurred yet angelic voice, the lengthy discussions of words from Old and Middle English, lengthy discussions of jism. Okay, let's get back into it. The first time I read the novel, I'd just moved to Portland, Oregon, so the street described here was still a bit mysterious. A large city with a bank and a grocery store on the same block? I was considering grocery store in the manner of a large, large grocery store, aisles and aisles of things, not one of those stores that you run down to because you need a bottle of soda and some disgusting snack food. More of a 7-Eleven sort of grocery store than a full grocery store. Up to that point, though, I'd only really visited cities like Boston, New York. Oh boy, I'm trying to think of which cities in Jersey. But East Coast cities. And so, as, as someone who never really had to go find a grocery store in the middle of the night at any of these cities, it was just still a bit foreign to me. Now, though, it definitely seems like something I would expect to see in most cities. What is notable, however, is the payphone. I know they're still around in some places, but there's certainly been a dearth of them. I'm trying to remember the last time I saw one. Wow. A few years in Portland, I remember I found one because I needed to make a phone call, and then it was out of service. So 
The number for the payphone, though, is typically listed on on the phone itself, usually above the cradle or the hook switch. I never really understood why someone would need to call a payphone, but then again, growing up, I never had a reason to call a payphone. Here Wednesday tells Shadow to think of snow, and once again, Wednesday's driving. Despite hiring a driver, Shadow begins thinking of snow and gets pretty poetic. He imagined an iron gray sky, and the sky was described as iron gray after Laura's funeral, back on page 46. This is probably just because iron is a great way to describe the sky during a storm, snow or rain or otherwise. Or it could be that supernatural events occur during iron gray sky time. I don't know, but we are going to have a snowstorm very shortly, and we can discuss the supernatural ramifications of that. I think it's telling that Shadow wants a world that is unrecognizably beautiful. It's part of his state of mind, I think. He wants a different world than the one he currently inhabits. He's he's definitely in that depressed, grieving stage still. So I think this is very telling for his state of mind. They drive to Kinko's, and because I can't leave anything alone, especially names, Kinko's was founded in 1970 by Paul Orfela whose nickname was Kinko due to his curly hair. Orfela was born to Syrian parents. I don't know that this connection to immigrant culture is purposeful, but it could be. Kinko's was then bought by FedEx in 2004 and now is known as FedEx Kinko's or FedEx Office. Franchise was known for being open 24 hours a day and having quality output in a fast amount of time. I guess quality is relative to the speed, but still. Uh, They also operated more than 1,200 international locations in 10 countries. We end the page with Shadow beginning to develop a headache, and this is where I warn you that we're probably going to dig a bit into some pretty heavy spoiler territory on tomorrow's episode. So if you haven't finished the book at this point, I really encourage you to do so. Mostly, this is probably for James from Unabashedly Obsessed resident troublemaker in podcast circles, and all-around good guy. But it could be you too if you haven't finished the novel, so please, please, please finish the book, unless you really don't care about spoilers, in which case, well, come back tomorrow and we can discuss some deeper dives. Although maybe I don't have to get all the way into it. I guess I could talk around it a little bit. I don't know, we'll see how I'm feeling tomorrow, i.e. in two minutes when I record the page. Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com or on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme song. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page. And remember, only the gods are real.